What's going on, everyone? Episode 52 of Lucky Talk Live, and today it's just me. No one else around. Uh, all, we have a thing called Bike Campus, but we go to various schools, take some photographs, some make some magazines, make everyone look good. And so Shayna and Scott are out doing that today, so it is just me at the helm, but that's okay. I mean, if there's any week that you would like to miss... It's really this one as far as, you know, trying to host alone. It's, it's the last week of the football season, which means so much to talk about as far as district goes. So today I'll walk through Austin and San Antonio and, and look at every district from 2A through 6A and tell you where things stand as we head into the last week of the regular season, heading into the playoffs. Uh, but of course, before I get into that, um, you know, I got I got to talk about my my team, the Cowboys. I mean, uh, you know, last last week, uh, or not last week, last night, on Halloween night, uh, you know, it came news right around what five o'clock that Dak wasn't going to play, which I think a lot of people uh, figured would happen. Uh, I don't, I think when you kind of look at it, the way the Cowboys are doing the the, the way they're playing this year, you, you know, they're looking longer term, right? Losing that game last night would have wouldn't would have it would have hurt, but it would have been okay because you know you get to rest Dak, get him healthy because you still got ten more games I believe after this, so still plenty of season left. You're looking long term, and you know if you play last night and got injured or missed the rest of the season, then you're then you're playing that what if game. So uh, they sat him, and lo and behold, the Cowboys win the game on a uh, Cooper rush to Amari Cooper, Cooper to Cooper. Uh, touchdown with little uh, with little time remaining, and then the defense was able to hold the Vikings. Man, which by the way, interesting note: this was the first first time in NFL history um, where the person's uh, first name Cooper for Cooper Rush connected to uh, someone with the uh, last name of Cooper. Uh, and, and last year, it was actually uh, vice versa. So Cowboys kind of have a distinction in the record books of having. Uh, a first name to last name connection, and then last year it was a last name to first name co- uh, connection. So, uh, the Cowboys win and they're rolling. Uh, you know, hopefully Dak comes back uh, healthy next week and uh, and they can continue to roll. Which, by the way, they play the Broncos, who have just traded uh, Von Miller to the Los Angeles Rams. So, uh, <laughs> the the, uh, the one of the vaunted pass rushers of our uh, generation. Um, Cowboys won't have to worry about next week, at least, at least for now. You know, if, if they see the Rams down the road, obviously they'll have to worry about them then. But for now, they will not have to worry about Von Miller. So kind of like a, a, a win heading into uh, their game against the Broncos coming up this week. Uh, and we'll see if Dak will play or not. But let's get to the high school football. It's it's here. The last week of the regular season. Some big-time matchups coming up. Um, and... And, yeah, some districts still to be decided. Some have already been decided. We'll, we'll get through all that. Uh, I'm just going to run through them. I'm going to run through all the districts, tell you everything you need to know in the Austin and San Antonio area, at least, as we head into week 11. So, uh, first up, we're going to talk about uh, – we're, we're going to start in 2A. We're going to uh, – 2A Division One, uh, District 13. This one uh, looks to be – looks like Shiner has this one in the bag. Uh there, there's still some things. Let's see who Shiner plays. Shiner plays Schulenburg. 
so that that you know, because you have you have uh, Ganado and uh, Flutonia both at two and one. Shiner's at three and zero. Oh. Probably some things that can happen there, but Shiner looks to have this division locked up. And really, the only I, I don't know if uh, if Waymer is going to be able to sneak in. I think this this district is kind of set as far as the four teams, uh, one through four. Uh, it's really going to come down to. Um, is is it settled as far as uh, you know uh, spots two, three, and four? Because Ganado and and uh, uh, Flatonia do play each other, so uh, you know that's gonna that's gonna could uh, shake up the two and three. That, that's gonna decide the two and three slot right there. So uh, Shiner looks to have that one in the bag as far as district champion there. Next up, we have two uh, A Division One District Fourteen. Uh, kind of the same same scenario there. One through four locked up. Mason, Johnson, Sinny, uh, Azona, and Harper. Those are locked up. Now it really just depends on, let's see, if Johnson City and Azona. Uh, so really, if both of those teams win, it looks like Johnson City will take the uh, the, the two spot uh, because of their only loss being to Mason. So Mason looks to have the first, the first spot locked up in that one. Moving on, we have... Uh, uh, Division two for two A and District fifteen. Uh, it looks like Dehanus, uh Savinal. If I say these names wrong, please please excuse me. Um, I do apologize. Bruni. They look like they have uh, they have at least the one, two, and three spots kind of locked in. Most likely in that order. Um, Dehanus is playing Charlotte, so I would I would assume uh, that's not going to change um, right there. And then you have Lapriere and Charlotte. Uh, Going through that for that um, uh, that last spot, like I said, Charlotte is playing Dehanus, so I don't I don't see uh, you know I don't see that uh, changing. And the prior is playing Benavides, who is on eight, so could be an interesting potential maybe three way for that four spot um, and, and maybe a potential tiebreaker there uh, for for that four spot right there. So, but like I said, I don't think Charlotte's going to win. The uh, prior I think has the better chance chance of winning against but they, like I said they play Benavides who is 0 and 8 on the season so you think they would they would get that locked up but we shall see moving on still in division 2 for 2A district 16 Fall City looks to have this one locked up they're playing Woodsboro they look they so they look to have that first place uh locked up and you have Yorktown at 4 and 1 Luis at 5 and 2 and Woodsboro at 3 and 2 uh, so you, that district is pretty much locked up right there as far as uh, playoff seating goes. Moving on, moving to the 3A, Division Two, District 15. Poth uh, has that one pretty much locked up. They beat Natalia, who was there. Uh, that one was really for the district title last week, so they, they, they have that one locked up. Uh, Natalia, and they ha- they're done. They don't play another game. They're having their bye week this week. Natalia sitting there at second, Stockdale at third, and Carn City at fourth. Let me look here and see. Uh, yeah, so Dilly has Ray played Carton City and lost. So pretty sure Carton City has this one locked up, though. If Dilly wins, there, there could be some tiebreaker situations going on. But I think because they play each other already, I think that, that's pretty much how that one's going to go. Uh, moving on to uh, 3A Division Two District 16. Odom has this one locked up uh, at 6-0. and uh, Hebronville is at 4-1. Taft at 3-2. and And... You have uh, Banquet and Skidmore t- uh, tying in at two and three apiece. I believe Banquet has this one locked up. 
Um, so I think they had that last uh, that last uh, fourth place spot locked up. Although that means they'll probably end up playing both in, in the first round of the playoffs, which I mean it's not a <laughs> it's not a very you, you, hey you make the playoffs, but hey here you go you get both. So uh, that is that uh, district right there. We'll stay in the three A. Uh, we move to Division One, District Eleven. Lorena at five and zero, Little River Academy at four and one, Cameron Yo at four and two, Rockdale at three and two. Uh, let me see who they play. Yeah, I think that's going to be your your four teams right there, with the remaining schedules that I'm seeing in that order. Um, so Lorena looks to have that top spot locked up. Moving on to Division One for three A, we have District Thirteen. Uh, I'm probably mispronouncing this. Uh, so. Uh, Lano, Leno, one or the other. Uh, looks like they have that one locked up at 4-0 with Lago Vista and Blanco uh, taking the 2-3. and three. And then the big game for this one uh, is actually the, t- the game where, where neither team play. Or, well, actually, I, I guess there's two big games because Lago Vista and Blanco, they play this week. Um, and so the winner of that one will lock up the two spot and the loser will take the third spot. And then Lowly and Comfort play. And the winner of that one will lock up the fourth spot. As you know, Lowling this year broke their uh, their they had the UAL's longest uh, losing streak uh, up until earlier in the year, and now uh, they, they broke that. But now they get comfort. So both teams one and seven, one and eight on the year respectively. One of these teams is going to get the fourth playoff spot. So uh, who will it be? Uh, I don't know. I, I want to go. I want to go comfort in this one. But uh, but Leno has that top spot. Uh, Rolando, uh, excuse me if I get it wrong, locked up with uh, Lago Vista and Blanco battling for the two-seed come this Friday. All right, staying in 3A, our last 3A game to look at here before we move to 4A in uh, Division One, District 14. Poteet has the top spot locked in. Jernton and Randolph right behind at 5-1 and 4-1. And, and you have Colin Marion right behind battling for that four spot. They do play each other, so the winner of that one will obviously lock up the four spot. And does Jernton play Cole in this one? Or Randolph? No. So Poteet does play Randolph in this one. So I guess if they lose, uh, I don't know if there's any tiebreakers. Poteet did beat Jernton in this one, so I believe they have it locked up regardless if they lose. And I think Jernton has a bye this week, so kind of just sitting and, and wondering. But the three, uh, the, the four spot, spot is up for grabs, and Cole and Marion will, will battle it out for this one. Um, yeah, so I, th- yeah, I think I think if Randolph can beat Poteet, there might be like a three-way tie for first, and there's going to be some tiebreaker scenarios, I think. Uh, in that one. So, by the way, for for Poteet, uh, just a little uh, kind of nugget for you, if you will. Um, uh, let me pull up my little notes here. I have it right here somewhere. Um, Ernest Davila uh, becomes the first running back in Texas high school football this season to rush for 2,000 yards. He's sitting at, uh, according to Poteet Football's uh, Twitter, 2,046 yards. So uh, he he's been great. I mean, he came on last year and, and as a as a junior came on and, and just picking things right back up as a senior. So uh, congrats to him and, and the Poteet Aggies as they look to lock in that that number one seed uh, district title heading into the playoffs. Moving on to 4A Division One District 13. No surprise in this one. LBJ uh, sitting. At four and zero in first place, the top probably one of the, I mean it's not the top team in uh, in four A Division One. Uh, this team, I feel like, has the potential to go all the way this year. Do not be surprised if you see them go all the way, folks. Uh, and then you got Fredericksburg, Canyon Lake, and La Passes uh, rounding out the uh, the the two through four spot. 
Uh, let's see. Lampasas and Fredericksburg will be playing each other, so there's the chance uh, for uh, Lampasas to kind of leapfrog Fredericksburg and, uh, and, and send them down to the fourth spot. So uh, I think Canyon Lake pretty much uh, – if so if Fredericksburg wins, they'll get the two. But if Fredericksburg loses, uh, I, I don't know who – I think Canyon Lake will get the two spot in this one. Uh, let's see if um, – who, who won that game between Canyon Lake and Lampasas because I think that will determine – who gets the, the two spot? So let's see. Um, pulling it up on my schedule here. Oh, well, never mind. Canyon Lake and Lampasas play each other. So the winner of that one, I, I don't know what I was saying with Fredericksburg. So I was looking at the, the wrong thing, I guess, right there. So, uh, yeah. So uh, Canyon Lake and, Fredericks, uh, and, Can- and Fredericksburg play each other. Uh, or Lampasas, I'm sorry, play each other. So um, some good things coming right there. Uh, next game coming at you, or next not next game, but next uh, next district is Division One District Fourteen and Four A. This one is locked up as far as um, as playoff spots go. You have Bernie, Somerset, Lavernia, and Pleasanton. They're going to the playoffs. Uvalde will miss out um, uh, in this one because of the because of the uh, how how the games have played out. The only question now is going to be uh, who's going to get that three and four spot. Will it be Lavernia? Will it be Pleasanton? Uh, they play each other, so the winner of that one obviously get the three spot. The other loser will get the four spot. Probably will end up playing LBJ, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, don't want to lose that <laughs> this game Friday because of, of probably what's on the horizon if you do. Uh, so let's move on to 4A Division Two District 13. Cuero sits in the driver's seat in this one with Smithville, Navasota, and LaGrange. Uh, don't, it looks like it looks like LaGrange and or Nav- I'm sorry, Navasota and Giddings are playing each other. Uh, so there's a chance where Navasota could get knocked out. LaGrange is playing Smithville. So some good games to pay attention to in this one coming up on Friday. 4A, Division 2, District 14. Wimberley sitting pretty, and they play Austin Achieve um, on Dave Campbell's Texas football. I believe their their computer uh, kind of um, their computer picks. Are, are saying that uh, they are like a 99-point uh, favorite <laughs> in this one. So, um, yeah, I don't think – I mean, last year they, they beat them pretty handily. I think 70, you know, 70 or 80 points on them. Uh, but I don't think they're going to put up 90 on them. But, yeah, Wimberley has this one pretty much secured. Uh, Navarro, Maynard New Tech, and Young Men's Leadership Academy. I believe those are going to be your four teams in this one. All right, moving on to 4A, Division Two, District 15. Grizzo Springs sitting in first, Divine, Hondo, and Bandera uh, in your two through four spots with Crystal City, I think, has an outside shot. They would have to beat 3-1 Divine to, to, to get in and have Bandera lose. Bandera plays Pearsall, so, uh, you know, not looking good for Crystal City in this one. Uh, you know, expect Grizzo Springs, Divine, Hondo, and Bandera to get in. Moving on to 5A Division One, District 11. Uh, Weiss, with a big-time win over Cedar Park, uh, locks up, if I'm not mistaken. I think they lock up. Yeah, so because they beat Mayor, they lock up that district title. Uh, I think at the most, I think it's a share. But regardless, they get, they get the district title on this one. What a win for Weiss this past Friday. Uh, Mayor at 5-1, Cedar Park at 4-2, and, and Georgetown at 4-2. So I think there's an outside shot for Hendrickson to get into this one. Uh, they obviously have to beat Pflugerville first. And, you know, obviously hope for Georgetown to lose to, to Weiss, and, and I think they might have a shot then, uh, depending on how things play out with the tiebreakers and whatnot. 
but it looks like Maynard and Cedar Park um, have locked in those those uh, those uh, two and three spots. Um, though I think they do play on Friday. Let me check here. Yeah, so they do play uh, each other on Friday. So Cedar Park still has a shot at that that number two seed if they can get past Maynard on Friday. Moving on, 5A Division One District 12. Dripping Springs with their impre- very impressive win over Uta Johnson, uh, who is in their second year of varsity football, uh, solidifies the top spot for that district with Johnson right behind them. Seguin coming in third, and Veterans Memorial currently in fourth. Uh, Veterans Memorial, uh, who, who we got? Canyon has an outside shot. They'll need, they'll need some help, uh, but they do play Buta Johnson, so uh, they, they will definitely need to win that one. And Seguin is playing Dripping Springs. So uh, some things will have to go right for Canyon in order to slip into the playoffs. Obviously, Veterans Memorial will have to lose against Kyle Lehman. Don't know if that's going to happen. So uh, we'll see. But uh, I think as things stand, I think the four teams from this district that will get the playoff first are Dripping Springs, Buda Johnson, Seguin, and Veterans Memorial. Moving on to District 13 and Division 1-5A, Highlands, Lanier, Brackenridge, and Burbank. Currently, your top four teams, but this one, this one seems like it's wide open. I think this one, you're gonna, you can. I mean, you have uh, you have JFK right there at four and three, uh, Edison at at uh, at three and four. So, uh, as is San Antonio Memorial. So, they get a lot of things. Um, a lot of things can happen in this in this district, um, depending on how things play out. And it looks like um, JFK does play San Antonio Memorial. So. Um, Keep your eye on uh, 5A Division One District 13. Moving on, we got 5A Division One District 14. Southwest Legacy at 5 and 0, Southwest at 5 and 1, Southside at 3 and 1, and Win at 2 and 3. Uh, does who's who's uh, Win and Rio Grande City do play each other? So the four seed is on the line in this one. If if Win wins. Or Rio Grande City wins. Uh, whoever wins that one will lock up the four seed. Uh, and let's see. And Southwest Legacy and Southside play. So uh, some, some very interesting games in this one just from the standpoint of none of these spots seem to be locked in quite yet. Uh, but uh, if you want to make the playoffs for, for win or Rio Grande City, you got to win that one on Friday. Moving on to Division 2 of 5A District 13. Uh, we have Brenham and Rouse. They uh, they are both sitting at six and zero in district, and they play each other on Friday. So winner of that one will lock up the one seed. The loser will lock in the two seed. Glenn is at four and two, and Bastrop is at three and three. Uh, so it looks like Glenn will have. I think Glenn will have that that uh, the the three seed locked in, and then Bastrop and Eastview. Uh, that is going to be a big time. Uh, they each had their own game to play, so uh, Bastrop can sneak, or who's that? Uh, Eastview can sneak in there if Bastrop loses. So uh, that four four seed uh, is up for grabs between Bastrop and Eastview. Moving on to five A Division two or five A Division two District fourteen, Liberty Hill uh, has that one locked up at five and zero. The column at four and one. Marble Falls at three and two, and Travis at. Three and two, Crockett at two and three. Let's see who Crockett plays. Crockett plays Marble Falls, so uh, I don't think I don't think they'll get that one. So I'm pretty sure those ones are locked in place. Your one through four in that district. 
our last 5A district for the San Antonio-Austin area, District 15 for Division Two, Alma Heights at 4-0, Bernie, Bernie Champion at 3-1, Dina Valley at 2-2, two and, two, and Floresville at 2-2. Two and two. Uh, I think Tyvee has an outside sh- shot of getting in. Uh, Floresville and Medina Valley do play each other, so the winner of that one will, will lock up the three seed. And then Tyvee, I think they'll need some, some help in that one to get in. I don't think they'll, they'll, they'll win. I think who are they playing? They're playing Alma Heights. So unless Alma Heights is just resting everyone, uh, uh, I think your one through four in this one is locked up. Moving on to 6A right now, we have District 25, Vandergrift. I think Round Rock uh, can uh, lock up a, a shared district championship if they beat Vandergrift. Vandergrift looks to have at least part of the district championship locked up. Uh, but, again, I think if Round Rock beats them, there will be a shared title, I think, maybe between them and Cedar Ridge and Vandergrift. So I think I'm not sure how it all works, you know, so forgive me on that. But Vandergrift currently in the driver's seat. And Hutto is in fourth right now at 3-3, three and three, and they play. Hutto plays Cedar Ridge. So a big-time game there if Hutto – uh, wants to stay in the playoff hopes that they're sitting at the fourth spot right now. Moving on to District 26 of 6A, we have Westlake, Lake Travis, Bowie, and San Marcos as your four teams right now. There will be uh, the, San Marcos and Aikens play each other. Aikens is currently number five, but it, if Aikens can beat San Marcos, I think there's going to be some tiebreaker scenarios going on um, to see if who gets that four spot there. Uh, and then, of course, the big time game Wait, Westlake versus Lake Travis this Friday. This one will decide who the district champion is. Is K Clubnet going to be back? Uh, Westlake has been rolling without him, but of course, in this big game of two state powers, you, you as Westlake, you probably hope he can he can go. But if not, hey, you want it for the playoffs at the end of the day. So um, at the end of the day, as long as they can get it for playoffs, I'm sure they'll be happy. But bitter rivals, you know, you know, he wants to play this one with his as his last game, uh, regular season game of his senior year. District 27 of 6A, uh, we have Steele sitting at 7-0, and Smithson Valley 5-1, and New Braunfels 4-2, and, and East Central 3-3. Three and three. Let me see if who East Central plays. East Central plays Clemens. Clemens, so Clemens does have a shot to maybe sneak in if they can win, and Wagner can lose, and Wagner plays Judson, who is uh, sitting there second to last in the district. Judson, they led still early, but still came back and won that one. Uh, but this will be uh, for Steele. Let me find it, get my little stats here. Um, because of their loss to Steele, uh, Judson not only has a 44-year streak without a losing season ends, so that snaps that, but also they're going to miss the playoffs. So uh, Judson, yeah, uh, you know, they replaced their coach, and they, they seem to have some life uh, with them, but, uh, you know, this district a little too, little too late uh, for this point, and so uh, – they are going to miss out on the playoffs, and they also have a losing season. Uh, moving on to District 28 of 6A, you have uh, S.A. Johnson uh, going to win that district after their thrilling victory over Reagan. Uh, Reagan missed a field goal uh, to keep the game going, uh, and, they, and so Johnson locked up that one. Reagan locks up the two seed, I believe. Uh, no, they do, they do play Brandeis, so if Brandeis can beat uh, Reagan, uh, th- then Brandeis will get that two seed, and then you have Clark and Madison uh, sitting there at four and five, and do they play each other? They do not, but Clark does play uh, San Antonio Johnson, so uh, Madison can get a win over MacArthur, who has not won a game. Uh, then it looks like Madison can get in over Clark, so big-time game. 
for that four seed uh, right now. And Madison, just just based on numbers, kind of sees in the driver's seat in that one. And finally, our last game to look at, District 29 of 6A. Uh, Brennan at 7-0, Marshall at 7-1, Taft at 5-2, and, and Harlan at 4-3. and three. So it looks like Marshall, uh, Marshall and Brennan are playing each other. So uh, whoever wins that one will win the district. Uh, so big-time game right there. And then you have Taft at 5-2, Harlan at 4-3. and three. Who does Holmes play here? Let's see. Holmes plays uh, Stevens. So looking to hold on uh, uh, or uh, – yeah, Holmes has played Stevens, so looking to get in that fourth spot. And Harlan plays Warren. So all that Harlan has to do is win, and they should be fine. So that is kind of your kind of look into the districts for Austin and San Antonio as we head into week 11 of the football season. Some great games coming up. Uh, not, some districts are ready to sign, like I said. Some are wide open, especially looking for those three and four uh, spots. So lots of good games. Uh, with that being said, it is time to show you our week 10 plays of the week. Every week we come at you with, uh, we, we pick some plays from our live broadcast or some that you submit to us uh, that we feel are the plays of the week. Uh, we have, I think, eight for you this week. So let's go ahead and take a look at those right now. From the left hash, trips to the right into the open field, one solo receiver into the boundary. Play, or excuse me, not play action. They go ahead and give it to Darlene Alexander. And Fumble. He fumbles that. Oh, 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 oh my gosh. gosh. Cedar Park recovers it. It's out towards the 50. Dior Bradfield's going to have to make the touchdown. And he pulls up. He pulls up at the last second. Is Michael Putney. Or is, is that Michael Putney? That's Michael Putney. That's Michael Putney. It was an unbelievable. Burkle goes in motion. Dickie looks, 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 firing. He. He has Burkle. Burkle's open. Burkle has nothing but green and is going to be a 72-yard touchdown. Throw and catch. Drew Dickey to Jack Burkle. And this one's going to be about 32 yards. This one's up. And now it's going to be short and going to be returned for Beaumont United. Trying to find some room on the right side. He has blockers. Cross the 30, 35, 40. Cross the 50. Down the sideline. He's going to be gone. And that is going to be a Timberwolf touchdown. And that is number four. Trey Richards takes it over 100 yards to the house. Uh-oh. Rolls. That's four. Yes, sir. That's yes, four. Sir. Goodbye. And Vaughn. That picks it off and scores. And what I love is that Fuller was helping the quarterback up as everybody ran by him. It's Preston Harris sneaking in over there. Nope. He's just he goes by. Smith up the middle. Gets the first down. It's still on his feet. Breaks one tackle. On the feet, still at the 50. He's got one man chasing him on his left side. Down to the 30. 25 15 touchdown, Richland. Wow. 72 yards. And there's Michael Turner who scored the touchdown. Down. So you're going to blitz my Sean King. Stepping up is Hicks. Coming from behind. Strip sack. Xavier Graham knocks it out. Diving for the football. They're going to say touchdown. Touchdown, Falcons. 
I think that might have been Jabari Davis that jumped on that, but it was definitely Xavier Graham that came from behind. Ten here for the Vipers. They send Shepard in motion out to the left side, so it's an empty back setting out for Buchanan. Dropping downfield. Looking five over the center of the field. He's got Grayland Spring. Caught to the five and in the end zone. Touchdown, Vandegrip. Beautifully right thrown football. Yeah, right down the middle field. Beautifully thrown football. Take record. As we get ready to take the field, the crowd getting pumped up here. Trans steps up, and he throws it, and he's got a man wide open. It's caught at the 10, the 5, and into the end zone. Touchdown, Quincy Jones. Those are our Week 10 Plays of the Week. Starting today at 3 p.m., you can vote on your choice for Player of the Week and vote as many times as you like up until Wednesday at noon. When the polls close, and we will reveal the winner later that day. Uh, some some good selections for you there as we head into week eleven of the football season. And before we go, I, you know we can't do, we can't do our who's that mascot this week because I'm the only one and I'm the one that picked the mascot, so I know the answers already. Uh, but you know there is still one good thing, and so one good thing, folks, is where we or in this case I tell you one good thing that happened uh, this past week, whether it's sports-related, life-related, whatever it may be. And for this one, uh, I'm just going to play it and, uh, and just let you watch because this is, this is some good stuff here. And Holdman now goes into the backfield with McDonough. Cedar Hill's defense is on the field. Fans are on their feet. Holdman lines up near McDonough. Midway at the 42-yard line with 45-17 Cedar Hill. The snap. Tedford. Holdman picks it up, grabs it. He's going to run. Titus 50. Titus 40. Titus Holdman 20. What a moment. Touchdown. Titus Holdman. And everybody, both teams swarm Titus Holtman in what a moment, Craig Smoke. Oh, I've never been a part of something like this, an incredible moment. Yeah, and the officials are waving the clock, so they'll let this run out, and I, yeah, that was really cool. You know, you kind of wonder what they're doing initially, and I give Cedar Hill a heck of a lot of credit, man. They embraced that, and their players were as excited as Midway was, uh, so... That was our, that was my one good thing. Titus Holman, uh, a midway there. Uh, you know, you love to see plays like that, right? I mean, uh, I think that just, uh, I guess the word I'm looking for is microcosm of why, why sports is so great because you have moments like this. Uh, I know Merle Bertrand, our broadcast director, can speak on this. He had it happen to him last year with Vandergrift for it. It was kind of the same situation. So, uh, you know, you love that when when both sides can come together for a good cause, even in you know Cedar Hill had, had, had the game won, it was it was a blowout. You can easily just say, nah, you know, just put him in for a play or whatever. But they said, you know what, let's let's have him score, have him have that memory. Uh, great, great stuff there. Great sportsmanship uh, by by both sides there, and, and you, that's just something you love to see. Uh, at, you know, especially as we head into to playoffs here. So uh, that is my one good thing for the week. Uh, and that's going to do it for, for us today, folks. So, uh, you know, we've got lots of stuff going on in Austin, San Antonio. Uh, tomorrow we'll talk to you about Houston, maybe DFW as well, but at least Houston and see kind of where things stand for, for them. 
As always, uh, you can follow us uh, on all, across all social medias, whether it's YouTube, just type in Vibe and hit that subscribe button. Uh, Twitter, Vibe Houston, Vibe DFW, Vibe ATX, Vibe SATX, Instagram, kind of the same thing. Just look for Vibe. And if you want some great content that you don't see uh, just on the regular website, become a Vibe Insider today, folks. Two ninety nine a month or or one ninety nine a month if you pay the whole year up front. Uh, so some great content uh, by people like Matt Malatesta, Josh Cook, uh, Dennis Silva. Lots of great content coming at you. Lots of things in the works. So you do not want to miss out on becoming a Vibe Insider. Do that today, folks. Uh, but for 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 that, that's it for our show today. You know, like I said, uh, you know, just me today. Tomorrow, hopefully, we'll have everyone back. But we will find out. As we get there, although hello tomorrow, although we need no folks. So uh, until then, uh, we will see you tomorrow, and we'll see you again. Tomorrow.